that dude no more. Everybody here. They cool, man. Real DJ, real blue DJ, baby. Yeah. For him. It's your favorite, uh. Burn them all, miss. Brothers. Now, with no further ado, here's my arc from Truth Unedited, Ron Charles. The world works off of labels. I'm not sure if it is a product of human nature or just a sign of ignorance in a society. Instead of people gaining understanding of what someone feels or believes, it's easier to just misunderstand them personally and then place them into a box that you feel comfortable with. We put people in boxes so that we can feel comfortable in assuming we know what this person is talking about, what they feel, what they think, and who controls them. Oftentimes, these classifications can be right, and oftentimes, they can be very wrong. That's why understanding people from the boxes that you've placed them in is a very bad habit, and it is an ultimate sign of ignorance. But unfortunately, this is something that is done. 
I believe we all are guilty of it. It's just that some of us really rely on those classifications and labels. And because of that, we miss out on understanding different perspectives, new information, and points of view. This ministry is often placed in a box of first exposure. I can't tell you how many times I would read the comments of someone who watched the first five minutes of one of these videos and then decided that they were able to sum up what this ministry is all about. Whenever I could, I would respond and tell them to not to try to lock me in a box and classify me based upon what others have done and said. Many of those boxes that people try to place this ministry in are just false. And just because I feel a certain way on a subject does not mean I subscribe to all the views that may be attached to that entire movement. During this time of 2022, Father has placed it on me to clear certain things up and be more bolder in some of these explanations. Because time is running out and there should not be things left unsaid. There are boxes and classifications that just need to be discussed. At this time, I'm going to cover the classification and box of the Hebrew Roots Movement. It is a label that is often placed on this ministry because if instead of using the English transliterated name of Messiah, Jesus, I call him by his Hebrew or Aramaic name, Yeshua, for example, in Aramaic. I want to make sure that I clarify this and provide understanding surrounding this. And also because I have experienced growth in my understanding and I need to provide clarity around this. I want to explain this growth so there is no confusion. So I would like to discuss why I prefer using the Hebrew name of our creator and the Hebrew name of our Messiah, while I also prefer not to use certain English words when discussing my faith. It's important, so we need to discuss it. Let's begin. So first off, let's just start from the beginning. What's your first name, you personally? My name is Ronald. Most people call me Ron. When I leave the United States and go to another country, let's say I go to Mexico, for instance, my name is still Ron. I don't translate it because in that country they speak a different language. If I go to Germany, Egypt, China, Japan, France, etc., anywhere I go in the world, my name is still Ronald. If someone was to change my name in their language, I would not recognize it. I would not recognize it and I would not know how to respond to them or that they were even trying to talk to me. I'm sure that is the same for all of you that have ever traveled outside of the country. Does your name change if you go to another country that speaks another language? No, of course not. But somewhere along the line, this was done with the name of our Messiah. Now, I am not saying that because his name has been transliterated into another language, he does not know that we're speaking to him or about him. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying this is what was done to his name. Oftentimes, when I would say his Hebrew name, people would say, you speak English. Here in America, we say Jesus because we speak English. But again, he was a Hebrew. So I believe in calling him by his Hebrew name. Your name does not change because of the language that you're around. He was a Hebrew-born child. He was a Hebrew. The Hebrews had their own language and their own meanings of the words and names that they use. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. Now, I am by far not an expert on the Hebrew language. I am still learning. 
But in my studies, when you learn to understand the meanings of the words and names that were used by the Hebrews, you see a much more vivid beauty in the scriptures. Just because I was born in America does not mean that I need to refer to the Hebrew people by their English transliteration. Now let me be clear, because this is important. This is how I feel. This is my preference. I have never and will not ever place my preference as a requirement for someone else to do. I do not think it is a salvation issue. I do not go and I will not go as far as condemning people to hell for using the transliterations. I do not believe I am better than anyone else because I choose to use their Hebrew names. These are some of the things that people have said about me, though. I have not placed any restrictions or conditions surrounding the subject. Now, are there people in groups that have done this? Yes, absolutely. People condemn other people for using the name of Jesus. But that is not me, nor do I agree with some of the extremes that I have heard. So the box that you may want to place me in, just because I prefer to use his Hebrew name, is not correct. There is no box. I'm not judging you if you say God or Jesus. In the beginning of my awakening, before I understood any of this information, I said God and Jesus exclusively because that was what was in my Bible. I know I casted down strongholds and rebuked spirits and demons in the name of Jesus. I remember a specific situation when I claimed the blood of Jesus around a witch and she was literally crippled. She could not move. And when she was able, the look of fear that she had, I would never forget. So I would never come against someone who uses the name of Jesus. But as we grow in our faith and learn to come out of many things that we were born into, this is just another subject that goes along with it. I use their Hebrew names not to make me better or more holy than anyone else. Again, these are things that I have been accused of before. I use their original Hebrew names because they're beautiful and they have more meaning besides what the English provides. I sometimes would like to do it with many of the other figures in books of the Bible and places in the Bible. But when I'm speaking, I like to make sure that I'm understood. So I do not do this with all in my teachings because I speak to a very general audience. Not everyone's at the same level. Now, let's take for a minute the name of our creator, Yahuwah. In our King James Bible, his name has all but been replaced by the name God or the Lord. I will get into those names a little later. But the Hebrews had a name for their God. They were very specific. There was a love for his name. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, as raindrops on the tender herb, and as showers on the grass. For I proclaim the name of Yahuwah. Ascribe greatness to our Elohim. That's Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 1 through 3. I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will praise you. Psalm chapter 22, verse 22. You see, if they were proclaiming his name, I believe it is important to do so as well. In America, we have been trained to say God or the Lord. But if Satanists call Satan God, or Muslims call Allah God, then how does anyone really know which God is being proclaimed? Now the King James Bible does reference Yah one time in Psalm chapter 68 verse 4. Sing to God 
sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. So his name was not unknown, just not used enough in the translation. So instead of referring to him as the Lord or God, I call him by his name that his people call him, Yahuwah. His name also stands alone as Yah as well. Now for me, this understanding was a progression of study and learning. If you go back to my earlier videos, I used God and Lord specifically. As I grew, I started using the tetragrammation and pronounced it Yahweh. It was only in 2021 that my understanding became more complete, which is why I use Yahuwah. You see, when saying Yahweh, we are ignoring the Ah at the end of the pronunciation, which is a disservice to him. The Ah is the breath of the Father within his own name. There is a significance with this, as we see in Genesis chapter 17, verses 5 and 15, when Yah changed Abram's name to Abraham and Sarai's name to Sarah. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Genesis chapter 17, verse 5. Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. Genesis chapter 17, verse 15. So through this gaining of understanding, I prefer to use Yahuwah as I feel this is a more accurate pronunciation. But this is just my growth, and through this ministry, I have grown through the years. I am not perfect, and I do not claim to be so. I also do not claim to know it all. I speak on what Father gives me and reveals to me at the time that he does and has given me the words to teach it. And as he teaches me and works through me, I move. Like I have grown in understanding the name of our Father, Yahuwah, I have grown in the name of our Messiah. When I started this ministry, I exclusively said Jesus. As I learned, I used his Hebrew name as Yahshua, adding the name of our creator, Yah, but with the Shua, which in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary, number 7737, sets Shua as Shavah, which is made to mean level or to be like, making it mean Yah is he who makes equal, which was wonderful. But as I have studied, I have been convicted on using a more full pronunciation, which I will use for now on, and that is Yahusha. That is the most accurate transliteration of the name given to the Messiah. He was given the same name as Yahusha, son of Nun, whom in English we refer to as Joshua. I think that is pretty common knowledge at this point. But if you're not understanding, go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 8. In the King James Version, it reads, For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. But this was not in reference to Jesus the Messiah. This verse was speaking of Joshua, son of Nun. Let's read it from the New King James. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. Again, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. 
You see, Messiah had the same name as Joshua, son of Nun. But in the English transliterations, they translate Joshua's name from Hebrew in the Old Testament and his name from Greek in the New Testament, as if they changed their names depending on which language they were speaking. The Hebrews were not even speaking Greek during the times of Joshua. Anyways, the point that I'm making is that they changed the names based on the languages. And as I started with, this is not something that we should do. His name is Yahusha, and this name has a wonderful meaning. Let's break it down. It's Yah. This is the shortened name of Father, meaning I am. Who, which means he. And Sha, it's a primitive root. You can find it in Strong's number H3467, meaning to avenge, or defend, or deliver, or to bring, or to have salvation, or to save, or to be a savior, or to get victory. His name is Yahusha, and his name means, I am he who avenges, defends, delivers, helps, preserves, rescues, saves, brings salvation, your savior who brings you to victory. Or simply, Yah is salvation. Hallelujah. And this is precisely why I love his name and use it. Listen to the meaning. And as I have gained more understanding in my study, I will be proclaiming it with the most accurate pronunciation there is. I mean, do you see how beautiful his name is? His name describes who he is to us. I mean, what a wonderful, perfect name. His name has meaning. Now, when dissecting Jesus, there are a lot of claims surrounding it. For instance, the name Jesus in Latin means earth pick, as je or je in Latin equals earth, and sus in Latin means pick, therefore earth pick. But that is a highly inaccurate way of translating it. Jesus is an English transliteration of his name in Latin, which is Aesis. The letter J didn't come into the English language until the 17th century, so we know for certain the Hebrews never called on that name. But I digress. Jesus in English comes from Aesis in Latin, from Aesus in Greek, which comes from Yahusha in Hebrew. The people of the Bible were Hebrews, not Greeks. Either way, Jesus is a transliteration three times removed from Hebrew. In my worship and acknowledgement of him, now that I have more understanding, I do not need to go all the way around through three languages just because I speak English. Yes, I speak English, but he was born a Hebrew man. I will use his Hebrew name. Even if the letters and epistles in the New Testament were written in Greek, that does not change the people. In understanding the history, the Greeks, in their takeover of the world, they Hellenized the world with their knowledge and their alphabets, their maps, just all of their ways. This was the universal language of communication in that world during that time. But the Hebrews still spoke Hebrew. They still had their Torah and they still had their culture. I mean, there were some, obviously, that were Hellenized and started to gravitate to the Greek way. The Bible is not a book about the Greeks. The Bible is a book about the Hebrews. So I do not believe that I should go around their culture. Things always get lost in translation. So the closer I stay to the Hebrew, 
the closer I gain an understanding. If I took the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs and started using pictures and symbols of today to explain what they meant back in the ancient times, many things will get lost in translation. You can't do that. The second point is that much of the Greek language is influenced by the Greek pagan culture and their worship of their gods. Their chief god was Zeus. And no, I'm not saying that Jesus means Hail Zeus in Greek, but you can't deny that it does sound an awful lot like that when it's said in Spanish, Jesus. But it is a fact that the us or the us used in many names during those Greek and Roman periods were all about giving honor to Zeus. Names like Prometheus, Bacchus, Cronus, Icarus, Morpheus, etc. They used that ending in their names to give honor to Zeus. Zeus was their top god and they gave him the most honor. So it is not surprising that in translating a name of one worship by the Hebrews, his translation took on their Greek roots used to honor their gods, which is why we see Aesis. When you look up the translation of Aesis in Greek, Wikipedia quickly gives you the meaning of healer. And maybe that is enough for those looking to just justify the translation because Yahusha was a healer. But when you look at the Hebrew name, you see that in the Greek definition, Yah is not in there. Yahusha means Yah is salvation. Or more in depth, let me say it again. I am he who avenges, defends, delivers, helps, preserves, rescues, saves, brings salvation, your savior who brings you to victory. With this powerful. So even if you decide to ignore the point about Zeus being in the name, you still know you are not getting the most accurate, most powerful translation because Yah is being left out of it. So for me, I prefer to go to the Hebrew and cut out the pagan influences that were in the languages of all the world conquerors. So much of our wording today in the English language has pagan influence. And so in the growth of my relationship with him, I have tried to remove a lot of the pagan influence out of my communication with him. This is a choice I made for my relationship with him. Like I said earlier, I don't believe everyone needs to make the same decision or choice that I made, but this is how I choose to serve him and communicate about him. You'd be absolutely surprised how much pagan influence is caught up into the English language. The English language is filled with words that derive from pagan deities. For instance, the word Lord, the word that we have been trained to use in reference to our master, in reference to our creator. In Hebrew, refers to Baal. The Canaanite pagan god that goes back to the prince of air, Baal, the universal god of fertility, the prince or lord of the earth. The Hebrew word Baal means Lord. And it is also a title that is given to just regular men. This is something that has been used with many different people. So just because you put a capital letter behind it doesn't mean that you're giving him the full honor. He has a name. Don't forget that the people who created the English language, the Anglo-Saxons were pagans. So much of the language is influenced by paganism. Now listen, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Am I attacking the Bible? Am I attacking the King James Bible? I used to have this concern when people brought the subject up to me. So I want to make sure that I cover it. No, I am not attacking the word or the Bible. 
I'm not saying you can't trust the King James Bible. I'm not saying anything like this. All I am saying is that some of the words used today in our English language have pagan origins and does not fully give honor to the Most High. This is not an attack on the Bible, but on the language used when referring to the Most High. The Bible has been translated. We're not all speaking the same language that did in ancient times. So obviously, we're going to have translations. And when you're using translations from other nations, you bring in their culture from their words. So it's not an attack on the Bible. It's just that I want to remove some of the pagan influences from my worship and acknowledgement of my Savior and my Master. I prefer to use His name rather than a generic replacement of God or the Lord. I do use the King James Bible and I use the New King James, but I absolutely love the Hallelujah Scriptures and the Sefer. I recommend these Bibles. These are the Bibles I read and study from. I'll put a link to these Bibles in the description box. But this is the reason and explanation why I use the original Hebrew names of Yahuwah and Yahusha. I love our Creator and our Messiah, and I want to live a life in service and dedication to them. In my relationship with them, I have desired to remove the world out of my worship of Him, and using His original Hebrew name has given me a more deeper connection to Him personally. Maybe it's not the same for you, but it's for me. This is not a movement. I do not condemn those who use Jesus or God. I just wish they would stop condemning me for using his original wonderful name. Knowledge is a wonderful gift, and it is prophesied that in the last days, our knowledge would increase. I just want to be a testament to that and serve him away from the way the world has influenced me. His name is beautiful and powerful, so why would I ever not use it? This is not about judgment or condemnation. I will not say that those who use the name of Jesus are, are all talking about the devil. I won't say that. I do think that those are extremes, and they are not healthy conclusions to draw. If you are drawing on the power of the Holy Spirit, he will not lead you falsely. I have personally witnessed casting down demons and using the name of Jesus. So I know there is power there through the Holy Spirit. So please do not attack those that are not yet in your understanding. And do not make things an issue that do not need to be one. If you want people to understand your spiritual maturity and understanding, you have to display it. Give people a chance to catch up to you. So listen, Father is leading me in 2022 to be bolder and clearer on my convictions to help with the confusion. My job is to teach, not condemn. If you don't agree, then that is your right to do. But if you are a believer, Let's disagree through love and not through flesh. The point here is that whatever box you're trying to place me in, make sure it only contains the information I have shared in this video or any personal conversation you have with me. Don't put me in movements because it makes it easier for you to decide you're going to disagree. I love Yah and I love his son whom he sent, Yahusha HaMashiach. HaMashiach means the Messiah, the anointed one. I love him and I live to serve him. We are called to live a life in service to him and follow him as our master. Serve him in all power and truth that he provides. Let his spirit guide your life and bring you strength to carry out his will and purpose he has for you. If you have watched this to this point, you have heard his true name and I have carried out my purpose for him today. As Yahusha prayed to Father in John chapter 7, verse 26, I will do 
as well. And I have declared to them your name. And I will declare it that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. As John chapter 17, verse 26. Listen, love him. Declare his name. Live through his power. Redeem these days and live your life as a living testimony as to the power of the gospel and the wonderful grace given by our Father in heaven. Continue to be holy. Be set apart. And be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise Yah. Good, good job, little brother. Or big brother. I think he may have me by a year. Anyway, so proud of him. And thank you guys for tuning in. Love you all. Shalom. Greetings and shalom, Mishpacha. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Covered in Spirit and Truth. Guys, I will not be speaking much during this episode. Family, I'm so proud of my brother, Ron Charles, and I'm sharing this segment with you of one of his segments that touched me so greatly. Just say the name. Hallelujah. Father Yah, in the name of Yeshua, I bless this broadcast, this message, this information, this instruction, but not because of who I am, because of who Yah is. I've heard my wife's words, her messages, her lessons, her reading of the word, and they are good. Because they are Yah's word. So Yah, be it your will. Continue blessing her message. Her expressing of your message. The understanding of the word. Not just reciting the scriptures, but understanding the meaning of the scriptures. And the walk that it will take you to straight and narrow. Straight and narrow. Some of this will be a little difficult to, to digest, but truth hurts. The same way a scab hurts or a cut hurts, it heals. It brings different understanding and learning and a different purpose in life. So through Yah, the Messiah, oh, Yah and the Messiah. Hallelujah. I put a blessing on these words because of his power, Yah's, that she may speak into your lives, speak into your walk, which to me is the most important part because that's what the word is a message on how to walk. So as she speaks these messages through scriptures on how to walk in Yah's way with the example of the Messiah. I hope that you're edified. I pray that you're edified and blessed by the message you are about to receive. 
in Messiah's name. Hallelujah. Be blessed and enjoy and be edified by the word of my wife, Batya Ariadi. Hallelujah. Thank you, King. I thank you so much. From his mouth to Yah's ears, get ready for this segment from your sister, Aja Batia Leisha Reed, a.k.a. Mrs. Ariadne. 